an hour of truth for the battered but proud people of the Empire State. From the financial and entertainment epicenter of New York City to the sleeping and empty small cities and towns of upstate, which once bustled with manufacturing, mining, and farming. We all know from inspiration, history, and nature, we deserve a return to the success and growth of generations past, a birthright being squandered by corruption in Albany, and the depredations of an insecure, scheming mountebank posing as governor, who loathes both us and himself. As liberty beckoned to enslaved peoples behind the Iron Curtain via American broadcasts after World War II, we now say, believe, rise, and join us. Welcome to Radio Free New York. All right, welcome everyone to Radio Free New York. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are... We, we're having an interesting show today. We, we have several people, not in studio, because, of course, we're social distancing and we're spread out across the whole country. We could do shows from anywhere. It's a wonderful thing. So, so we actually have some friends who are starting a new show here on WYSL uh, called The Liberty Show. Uh, and, and do we have Kevin Fortune on the phone? Kevin, did you end up going yeah. in? Good, good morning. Good afternoon, Kevin. Yes. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Kevin, we, we got Kevin Fortune here, the, the, the King of Liberty. Uh, folks who listen to the show regularly might know that he's been a guest here before. So, Kevin, welcome back to the show. And we have a couple other folks here, too. Uh, we, we have uh, Tim and David on as well, who are, I don't know, what you call like co-hosts, recurring guests on the Liberty show? Co-hosts, uh, panel. Let's call them the panel. panel. Like the the panel, yes, the Liberty show panel. See, that's a, I was searching for a name before the show of what you called folks. So, so Tim and David, welcome to the show as well. But Kevin, we'll start out with you. Uh, just tell us uh, you know, what your show is, when it's going to be on, when people can listen to you, all that stuff. Well, first I want to remind you that Kevin Wilson, you are also part of the panel. We're so honored. But uh, we're really uh, excited to be um, uh, broadcasting on the radio up there in the Liberty Land of Rochester, New York, and on WYSL. Um, and I thank you, Kevin, and I thank Bob there for, for having us. Uh, we're going to be on every first Saturday at 7 p.m. Every first Saturday at 7 p.m. Uh, will be our, our monthly show. And we talk about all different topics uh, relating to liberty. It's not limited uh, to partisanship or anything like that. It's for anyone who is open-minded and liberty-minded. Yeah, and, you know, and I'll say, you know, I, I've been on – couple times now we've talked about everything from defunding the police to uh just the politics of the last election whether or not trump stole the election or, or biden stole the election or whether or not trump won uh we've talked about uh economics it, we, we've talked about all sorts of stuff it, it's been it's been a fun time um but again kevin thank you so much for joining us today and, and thank you uh tim and david for joining as well uh we're, we're glad to have you and you know i I'm interested to talk to you guys about uh, Kevin. You in particular, you know what what the heck's going on in Georgia now? Now everything's kind of converging down there. People are focused on these runoff races because that could control the balance of the Senate. But but we have a a weird thing going on. Something that hasn't happened in 30 years since uh, before. You know, it, for those of you who don't know, I, I lived in Georgia for the first uh, 11 years of my life. But now it looks like it may be shifting blue. A little bit, maybe going a little bit Democrat. So, Kevin, what the heck's going on down there? 
it is a complete nightmare. <laughs> no, it, it's really overwhelming. Uh, starting the day after the election, the TV commercials have been running nonstop. Uh, they're getting more and more bitter, um, not just mudslinging. Um, uh, one of the guys running, uh, Pastor uh, uh, Warnock, Pastor Ebenezer, where Dr. King's family uh, preached and, and, and uh, worshipped, you know, they actually even attacked just Christianity and him as a pastor. And I was like, whoa, that's a low blow for the Bible Belt. But um, the, the, the news media is covering it from all over the world. Uh, but the, the telephone calls from, from campaigners and workers, the text messages, the mail, it, it's just overwhelming. I'm getting 10, you know, about five calls a day, 10 text messages a day, and about 10 pieces of literature in the mail a day. Like you said, Kevin, it's, it's really uh, interesting. People are scared to death that Georgia, which has always been a dick, you know, it, it's Dixie. You're down in the land of Dixie. Um, one thing, Atlanta is a little different, but when you get outside of Atlanta, you definitely know that you're in Dixieland. So the fact that they, uh, it might be turning blue after the last governor's election was closed, now these Senate race, and then with the presidential laws here, uh, people are very worried. Uh, you've got people actually ready to pack up and move. You know, hey, I'm, I'm leaving. I, I can't live in a liberal state or I can't be in a blue state. So it, it's quite interesting, quite toxic. You don't want Georgia to look like New York, Kevin? <laughs> Well, you know, that's their fear. You know, we're going to be this big city and liberal, and, and, and we're just all going to hell. And, like, you know, uh, you, they haven't looked in the mirror. We've already got a lot going on. So, um, you know, but uh, just to go beneath the surface, as I always do it, being the king of liberty, it's a lot more than just winning the, the uh, control in the Senate. Um, you know, like I said, people are really afraid of losing their power, their clout, that, that stronghold that they've had. Uh, been the anchor of the South for so long, um, and, and people are really afraid of that. Uh, there's a lot of division even within the Republican Party. Uh, it's really kind of like falling apart. Um, interesting, President Trump will be here this weekend to campaign for the candidates. At first, they asked him not to come because, you know, his reputation is not the most popular, even amongst a lot of Republicans. Uh, but then they got desperate, and they're having him here. But He's at odds with the Secretary of State. He's at odds with our governor. Um, so it's really kind of interesting right now. We've also had a lot of um, negative influences, like the Proud Boys were here last week, and they actually had a little protest at the Capitol, and uh, they tried to go inside, and they were put out. So it, it was just – it's really been something. Yeah, I mean, the, the situation there is kind of wild, too, because, again, it's it hasn't happened in, what, like – over 30 years now that the Democrats won that state and, and President Trump is uh, we've taken an interesting position on that state in that, you know, he's after backing, you know, uh, the the governor and the secretary of state. He's saying that they've they've helped Biden steal the election there and, and they're fighting him on it. And now you have this divisive force there and uh, now you have this uh, Senate election where you have some of the, the folks who are, are loyal to the President Trump down there saying they may sit it out. They may just stay home. Yeah. Which well, that, that's two two great points, Kevin. One, I want to bring out that this, which we've been seeing a trend, we're making even local elections national. The amount of money that's coming to the, I mean, even the first week of the election was like a hundred million dollars a piece. Now oh, I, yeah. I just lost count. Hundreds of millions of dollars in, in two weeks have come into this state. You're seeing people literally um, come here to campaign, to lobby. You know. Um, from other states. I've gotten phone calls from other states. Uh, it has become a national election. Politicians, movie stars, um, 
uh, rap stars, everything is just, you know, campaigning, doing commercials. It's just unbelievable, unbelievable. And this is a trend that I think we're seeing that a lot of people don't agree with, you know, that it's not even local people. It's just it's just nationalized. Um, also, um, you did bring up a good point that uh, recently there was some me- social media uh, interaction that a lot of the Republicans felt like that Trump, uh, the, the election was stolen from him in certain states like Georgia. So they said, you know, why even vote? Well, that put a big panic through the Republican Party. So now they're trying to really get people to vote. And really, that's when they're trying to bring in President Trump to really try to get those people back, um, you know, in the voting booth. Yeah. I mean, if he if he bothers cooperating, which the President Trump might not, he might uh, might go the other way, he might make things worse in some ways. I know it's. It is interesting, and maybe in the next segment we'll, we'll talk a bit about uh, you know the, the nationalization of elections like this because that that is a fascinating thing. Because I'm seeing people here locally, like Democrats in in the Rochester area, saying like, "Yeah, here, here's how you sign up and volunteer and get on the phones and call people in Georgia." And you know, I, I I've worked in in this you know space for a while. I've worked in it professionally even for a bit, and and I can't imagine what it would be like to, to get a call from someone from Rochester, New York, telling you to, to vote for a Democrat in that election. Like, is that going to be is that going to be effective? You know, does it does it do get out the vote? Or are people going to be like, why the heck are you calling it? What do you know about what my state needs and what my state wants? And the Republicans are doing the same thing, to be fair. They're, they're, everyone's doing it. That's a good point, because a lot of people are feeling that way. And, you know, one of my many hats I wear is, you know, I am a political strategist, one of the few, I think, libertarian political strategists in the country. But what is happening, we can talk about that. Really, I want to hit on that later, that the libertarian um, uh, movement in the midst of all this. But a lot of people uh, here, they're very polarized. And, and you either have people that too much pretty much on the left or the right, more so they're Democrats or Republicans. So people calling is not going to, you know, straight people. People already know pretty much who they're going to vote for, other than some of the people like the third party people like Libertarians or Green or whatever. Those are the people that's going to really decide this election or some of the, quote, independents or moderate centralists, that type of thing. But most of the Republicans are going to vote Republicans and the Democrats are going to vote Democrats. Uh, and so that, you know, all of the calling and the, the, the mailings is not going to get people to pretty much switch or change their mind. And like you said, people don't realize that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, Maybe maybe it works for so many people do it. I've done I've called into other states before too, but I don't know. If I was getting ten phone calls, fifteen call phone calls a week from that type of stuff, nah, no, I wouldn't like that at all. All right. Thanks again folks for joining us here on Radio Free New York. We're gonna be back in a few minutes. Talk to you soon. You're listening to Radio Free New York. Welcome back to Radio Free New York. Thanks so much, everyone, for joining us. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for the day, and we are joined by well, several guests who are uh, starting a new show that's going to be airing on WYSL this weekend. So, my friends, uh, frequent guests of the show, Kevin Fortune, we we're talking about what was going on in Georgia. But I want to give, want to make sure I give uh, Tim and David a chance to speak too, uh, because we, we got we got four people on this show. We we have a packed show today. Never happens. All right, so I'll start with Tim. Real, real quick, can you introduce yourself? Uh, you know, and you know, feel free to add anything to the conversation, too. Where, what, what are your thoughts on what's going on here? Well, thank you, Kevin. I truly appreciate the opportunity to be on. Um, if Kevin Fortune is the king of liberty, I would have to be the Duke of Liberty. 
<laughs> so speaking as the Duke of Liberty, I want to give everyone a great big shout out from the Atlanta metro area. Um, listening to you all, I, I couldn't help but think of how the Republicans have failed to reach out to black and brown communities. Um, I think that is, is, is a lactic, lacking um, tactic on behalf of the, um, the Republicans. And that's why there is a great big fear of the Republicans um, losing or the state um, turning um, Democrat. And the Republicans have no one else to blame but themselves uh, from, for speaking in a bubble. And this has been a problem that um, um, folks who are, are, are part of the liberty movement, we've experienced that uh, um, there is a lacking in effort to reach out to folks that typically haven't um, voted in a conservative manner. So again, I want to thank you. I truly appreciate the opportunity and a shout out to Kevin Fortune. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that, Tim. And uh, you know, yeah, I I think that's something we've discussed on the show too. Is is how do you how do you build a movement that includes everyone? How do you speak to the interests uh, of uh, various audiences and demographics? And and how do we you know move forward with uh, a strategy that and in a policy set that that works for everyone? I think that the Republicans, it's fair to criticize them for being far too narrow in how they approach uh, building political coalitions. Uh, Kevin, um, let me um, add in to Kevin, that. Good. Tell he's always great. But in order for them to, to reach out, you have to want to reach out. And that has been the problem in the liberty movement. They A lot of times they don't want to expand. They don't want um, people of color or people of other different, um, you know, demographics. They A lot of times people want to have this same, um, you know, power structure, the old guard, especially in the South, old white male, unfortunately, sometimes. Even, you know, the way they treat women sometimes down here. And that has been, they're shooting themselves in the foot. And uh, I, I thank Tim for bringing that up. Even just the liberty movement, uh, we have to learn how to reach out to other people that are that don't think 100% like we do. Mr. So, so Wilson, you, yes. I'm going to interrupt right this moment and yes, invite, no, I, invite Tim and Kevin to be a part of the Republican Party. Now... Kevin got me involved in politics about three years ago, maybe even four. And as a libertarian, I could really see some beautiful aspects of it, but they're not doers. I almost ran for Congress as a libertarian and was willing to switch to Republican when I realized how difficult it was to run for office. Now, I lived in... Georgia for 45 years, and I've moved to Florida about two years ago. And we as a nation have to be inclusive ourselves. And I'm so disappointed in people when they don't, they carry their biases with them. This election that's coming up, where's the integrity of a voting system that collapsed on election day? And now you're going to have a special election? Uh, the three people that spoke out, Sidney Powell, Vernon Jones, and Lynn Wood, each had their different opinions about the election, but the only one that resonated was Lynn Wood, which I think he was just trying to get people to hold the line. So there's a lot that's going on that's far greater, 
and this election is going to be a serious one for the Senate. And if the people of Georgia don't take it serious, they're giving away the most important right that we have, a right to vote, one vote per citizen who follow the rules. Well, David, that was a good point, Kevin. I want to kick in again um, that, you know, our nation needs to become more inclusive and, and our whole culture. But uh, in reality, a lot of people you now, now um, they, they really don't want that. And that's part of the problem, I think, in the deep south. Now, David uh, is uh, let me explain how our show works. We have different views as a liberty show. We have freedom. David is our conservative Republican. We've got some libertarians. We actually have some socialist Democrats and Marxists there. So people get to, you know, experience their views. Um, but I think David, I always see he's a real Republican. Uh, he's the kind of Republican I grew up up north. But sometimes you get different types of Republicans. David's very open-minded. David has had, I know, uh, people of color as roommates and helped them extensively. But some are not as open like that. And that's what we've got to try to, you know, to move forward. Um, but once again, some people have to want to do that. You agree, Kevin? So, I mean, so, so Kevin, you're, you're saying that, like, this, this is an intentional thing, maybe in Georgia alone, but but in other places where, where you think that it's a it's a conscious effort to say, oh, no, we're, we're just going to have the white guys in here, and that's that's how it's going to go. Um, and so, so that's the, the old, the old the rich old, old, white male. <laughs> so it's, a, so well, it's, it's still old boys club. You know, yes. good old boys club ordinary, going on down there. That's excuse me, but I didn't mean to cut you off. But it's similar, you know, even ordinary white people, middle class, uh, you know, workers, they are really treated sometimes sub, you know, like um, as a sub citizen or something. And that's something that you know, the, the powers that be, the money, the same political structure. You know, I, um, I like David with me. You know, even newer, younger people that want to run for change, they're a lot of times locked out the system. So, so that that's something, and that's what. Um, a lot of people are fearing right now and that they are um, uh, uh, fighting against that, you know, they're losing their clout. Uh, but, Kevin, I know it's your show, but I just wanted to, to mention about uh, let's talk a minute about the libertarian role in this. Um, you know, like I said, most people here are I don't like to polarized, but they're set in their ways. They're either Republican or Democrat. And as a note, a lot of people that did vote for Trump, they did not vote pro Trump. They voted you know, pro-Republican because they're Republicans, or they voted anti-Biden. A lot of people did that. Um, there was quite a large contention of the Republicans who were not in favor of Trump, but they voted that way. So um, I mean, most you of the people probably... are, are already set in what they're going, how they're going to vote. But what's going to make the difference is the people in the middle, the libertarians, or people, as Tim would say, don't have a dog in this fight. And that's the strange part. Most people are not reaching out to those people. They're reaching out to their own base, which is not how you win elections. If well, I'm no, a see, I mean, that's, that's how people see it nowadays, though. Like, that's that's what yeah. they tell you. You know, again, I've done political training schools, and that, that's what they tell you. You say, don't, don't even worry about the middle. Worry about getting your base to turn out because you know that, like, no matter what, you know, like 40 percent of your electorate, they're, they're loyal to you. They're going to they're going to turn out. You got to make sure that they show up in enough numbers in care enough to be able to overcome the the other team from doing the exact same thing. You know, and I look at, you know, I can look at my own race here. And again, the Republican who who didn't have all that many resources was able to to get to really start with a base of 40 percent of the vote. It just just has it like they're going to vote for Republican no matter what. They don't care who's at the top of the ticket, bomb the ticket, whatever. They just, they just check the, the box row B all the way. And so, 
So that's why I said, but like now, if you got 45% voting Republican and 45% voting Democrat, that other 10%, which I call the libertarian, those in the middle, maybe socially um, uh, liberal, but, you know, physically conservative, they're going to make a big difference. So the libertarian movement, uh, the libertarian mindset, people of liberty are going to really make a difference in this election, I believe. Yeah, and, and you, there, there was a candidate for the Libertarian Party running in Georgia, uh, Shane Hazel. He got 114,000 votes, about 2.3% of the vote. Um, so there was, and he, he split the difference too. So he split the difference between the uh, the two candidates in one of the race. So the, the, the other two candidates were uh, David Perdue uh, and John Ossoff. Um, so that that can make a difference. And, and if those candidates decide to ignore the uh Kind of the 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 folks who agree with the, the libertarian candidate, they they do so at their own peril because some of those people could be swayed to go one way or the other. Is I mean, is that kind of the argument you're making here? Yeah, and 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 just for uh, information that there were so many candidates running, there were actually several other libertarian candidates that were like independent libertarians uh, that that also ran. I mean, there was like what twenty or thirty candidates. I just got lost after a while. So you know, and a lot of people have once again brought this to a national focus of the Libertarian Party or the Libertarian Movement that we're messing up things because uh, being a, a, a physical uh, conservative, um, a lot of the Libertarian candidates did take votes maybe for some of the Republicans or for some of the conservative Democrats. So, oh, they so didn't take votes. Oh, I'll fight you on that, Kevin, but we're going to have to do it after the break. Thanks so much for joining us here in Radio Free New York. We appreciate you being with us. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. Listening to Radio Free New York. All right, welcome back to Radio Free New York. Thank you so much for joining us. And of course, shout out to our friends on the line over at WACK out in Newark and to Ian Wan down in the southern tier, the Patriots down in the southern tier there. And of course, the friends who are listening online on our Facebook page, on our YouTube page, on Twitter, on my Kevin Wilson page as well. Thank you everyone for being here today. I appreciate it. You guys rock. Uh, and you know, we're, we're talking, I, I, I shot back at Kevin a little bit <laughs> before the break. Uh, I, I don't think libertarians take votes from conservatives. I really don't. I, for, for the, there, there is a possibility, there's a possibility that conservatives could earn libertarian votes. They don't, they don't steal them though. Yeah. Or the libertarians don't, don't steal those votes from the Republicans. They, you own your vote. The Republicans and Democrats are not entitled to your vote. You vote however you want, folks. I didn't steal any votes from the Republican candidate in my race. I earned those votes. I fought for those votes. Those people wanted to, to, to support me. Now, if they want to earn them back, well, maybe they should uh, co-opt some of my policies. Go ahead. Go ahead and do it. I don't mind. Bravo, bravo, Mr. Wilson. I like the way you led this section off because we have the freedom to vote in a fair election. We have the freedom to the press, which should be fair. Where are we headed and where are we going today? This election should have been about real 
issues. Instead, we're worried about voter fraud. We're worried about what we're hearing. Is it the truth? And there's there's fear that's being injected into the system. I realize that people want to feel secure. You had Antifa running rampant on the West Coast, and that brought people to the polls out of fear. Um, sure. There's We've got state and local governments that push fear down our throats. You're going to die. You're going to die. The virus, the virus. Well, I'm glad I live in an open state. My God, the last thought on my mind is the virus. I'm, I know enough to be clean, not to be around people who are sick, wear a mask, but I don't need a government shoving that down my throat. But the most important issue is livelihoods matter. How can you have state and local government shut down business unless they're trying to bankrupt the system? I'm just yeah. so frustrated with what I see Mr. Wilson. Yeah, David, you know, and I, I see that, you know, I live in an area here in New York. I'm in what's called an orange zone. You know, we're shutting down salons and gyms and barbershops, even though our county health commissioner says no cases have come from any of those places. So it's not even a decision based in science. It's government destroying businesses just because they can out of an overabundance of caution that ends up doing more harm than good. And, and, and of course, uh, regular Radio Free New York listeners know Larry Sharp and I have covered this pretty extensively. But it, it's interesting. You know, again, David, you live in, a, a, in an open state, a state where there aren't really that shutdowns. But, I mean, how how's things going down there compared to up here in New York State where we just had, in my county alone, 600 new cases yesterday? Well, the good part is the governor recognized that we're such a big state that he set it up in zones and created three zones. And the only zone that seems to have the problems is South Miami. And, yeah, there's a little spikes from time to time, but it seems to be they're able to handle the situation. It's not a panic. Yeah. And it's, uh... Let me kick in here a little bit. Cause first of all, the only this is my pet peeve. I agree as a libertarian, you know, no force in shutting down. It should be businesses should be doing it on their own if they wanted to. Um, also, people, you know, and I, the reason I, this is a perfect transition to what, uh, Kev, I wanted to, to really talk about. And, and what I was alluding to before about the, the votes being stolen, that just the fact that whether they are or not, the people are saying that we're getting as a libertarian, the libertarian movement, um, a lot of national attention. And because of this mask or no mask issue, uh, a lot of people are attacking the fundamentals and the foundation of libertarianism and liberty and freedom. And so we're getting, uh, and I think we should, should take advantage of it and leverage that. We're getting people to talk about liberty and freedom. We're having city council meetings and local votes and just all kind of, you know, media attention on something that, you know, let's take advantage of that. Um, the one thing is that you want freedom, but you actually have to have reality with the freedom. Yes, there might be spikes, but what about the people that are actually dying? I'm, you know, seeing friends and people that I know that are literally dying. Um, and uh, it's something that we as libertarians have to learn to balance. And I don't know, say that's a, I don't have a, a, a solution, but you, how do you balance the freedom versus danger in people's health and different things like that? And I actually want Tim to kick in. This is He's like my research director. He's really good at this. But there is a really national conversation going on, Kevin about, um, you know, the libertarian movement and, and actually just, per se, people from the far, far left, socialists, socialist Democrats, 
uh, Marx is saying, you know, this is why capitalism doesn't work. This is why you need more regulations and more um, government control. Because if you leave people to their own, they'll get sick, they'll die. It, it just is a mess. So, uh, Tim, you, you kind of studied this a little bit. Can you kick in on there? Not to take over, Kevin. I'm sorry. but <laughs> No, no, it's fine. As long as there's one Kevin host, it's good. <laughs> Well, you know, before we jump onto that, I just want to respond to David's earlier um, um, invite to the Republican Party. Between David and the two of us, um, I have been a card-carrying Republican for 20, not, not, actually, I'm not even close to being that old, for 15 plus years. The problem with the Republican Party, and I don't want to just pick on the Republican Party, I, you know, the Democrats are guilty of this also, but the Republicans specifically, since we're talking about the state of Georgia, uh, the Republicans have, have not given folks who look like me uh, uh, an invitation, a, a true invitation. When the Republicans seek black and brown voters, folks who look like me, they're only interested in us when it's time to vote. But when it's not time to vote, we don't hear anything from them. And this brings me to the Libertarian Party. This is why the the Libertarian Party appeals to black and brown folks. It appeals to members of the LGBTQ communities. It appeals to uh, um, women is because the Libertarian Party at least says, we may not always agree on everything, but at least you have a seat at the table. And as David alluded to earlier, the problem with the LP, the Libertarian Party, is once you get a seat at the table, you realize that um, there's really nothing to eat at that table because there's uh, um, no activity taking place. So thank you, David. I appreciate your invitation to the Republican Party, but I've been a card-carrying Republican for 15 plus years. Um, to the point that Kevin Fortune made earlier about we need to balance liberty. Well, you see, I have a problem with this idea that we're going to balance liberty uh, the problem with that is that when you say that you want to balance liberty, what you're actually saying is that I don't believe that my neighbor is smart enough to uh, uh, consider his own best interest. So I'm going to ask for the state, the government, which has a monopoly on power, which has a monopoly on, 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 on force, I'm going to leverage their power to make my neighbor put on a mask. I'm going to leverage their power to make my neighbor stay home. I'm going to leverage the power of the state to do what I want it to do because I'm in fear of my life. Um, those who are familiar with U.S. history, we know that the Revolutionary War was fought during a smallpox epidemic. George and the boys didn't say, hey, uh, uh, we can't show up to fight because of this smallpox uh, um, pandemic. So the country was created in the midst of a pandemic. So I, I, I love my friend, Kevin Fortune, but no, if you're going to stand for liberty, you have to stand for liberty in the good times and the bad times. Amen. And right Amen, now Jim. we find ourselves in the midst of bad times, unfortunately. Amen, Tim. It's, could you imagine those that were fleeing Europe to come to this country and they were afraid to get on a boat? Did they want a livelihood? Did they want a chance in life? They took it, and they came. So what's going on with people's mentality that they 
want to hide in fear, look for safe space all the time. It just doesn't make sense. And we have two parties that are peddling the wrong things. It's not what the people want. They're so out of touch with the average Joe Blow. It ain't funny. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. Great points, both uh, Tim and David. Uh, You know, again, I I think that, that we do need to stand for liberty all the time. Uh, all right, but so again, great points, everyone. Uh, Tim, David, and Kevin. Uh, and uh, when we come back, we're gonna do a little fake news Friday. I got some guests, so I want to do some fake news Friday while I can. Thanks again for joining us here on Radio Free New York. We'll be back in a few minutes. Radio Free New York. It's fake news Friday. Thanks, everyone, for joining us here at Radio Free New York. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today, joined by Kevin, Tim, and David, who are from The Liberty Show. And for Fake News Friday, of course, those not familiar, we will read off a headline, and I will ask my guests here today if uh, it is real news or fake news. All right, so first, headline, Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti bans non-essential walking. Kevin, you go first, then we'll go Kevin, Tim, and then David. Kevin, real news or fake news? Oh, my God. I'm going to say real. Real news. All right, Tim, what do you think? That, that's got to be real. It's, it's out of Los Angeles. <laughs> David, how about you? If it isn't, it should, because they've banned it just about everything else. Yeah, so that is that is a real headline, and he has, in fact, issued an order saying that you can't go out and walk. Now, I'll see if I can find the exact uh, text of the order. It says, uh, this is from uh, Fortune magazine. It says, the order, which supersedes one from June, prohibits public and private gatherings of people from more than one household and states that all businesses in the city that require people to work in location must stop operations. Walking, driving, travel on public transport, bikes, motorcycles, and scooters are prohibited other than for those undertaking essential activities. So going to a doctor and shopping, basically it. You are not allowed to be out walking unless it's considered essential. They have they have banned walking. So, yeah, speaking of infringements on liberty, uh, here we go. <laughs> Um, and, and they, they do allow for, um, some faith-based outdoor activities does the one, uh, other exemption that they make. And apparently they allow you to do golf and tennis and pickleball, but I don't, um, I don't know how you'd get to those places if, if you are walking to get there. It, it seems like you guys can weigh in. This is just going to be a bill to, to harass people who, uh, whoever the government feels like. What do y'all think? What's new in America? Yeah, right. It's, a, it's, it's <laughs> going to be an income stream for the government. Um, when we look at the state, the, the government, whether it's local or federal, uh, they love um, um, crimes and, and, and misdemeanors and other offenses that generate income. So we see that the state is open to generating income in the midst of a pandemic. So I'm not surprised. Yeah. How are they, they going they, to be they, able to pay for how are they going to be able to pay for it if they're not working? How can yeah, they? They're going to put a, a lien on your house. Yeah, yeah. And take, take your car. car. Yeah. 
You that's got exactly the phone what on happens. us. So, you know, take your house, take your car, whatever they can take. Just uh, take your paycheck next time you get it. So that's how it goes. That's what we've seen uh, many governments do, and this is this is going to put a hurt on people if it uh, ends up getting enforced. Well, I just want to, you know, really kick in. This is one of my pet peeves. Tim and David already know that. You know, even the reopening of these, as they call, open states, it was never about freedom or liberty. It's always, as Tim said, been about the money. Um, a lot of these states, which we know, they over, they've they overspent and spent with all their social welfare programs and their crony corporate capitalism. And they have to pay for all these bonds that they've issued, you know. So reopening was just to get tax dollars to continue to spend. It really was never about the people or liberty or freedom. So that's one thing that that has uh, upset me greatly. Well, I'll tell you, the one good thing to come out of that revenue crunch uh, in New York is that now Governor Cuomo is finally like, oh, well, maybe we should legalize marijuana. We need the money. Let's, let's legalize it for that reason. <laughs> Not for any of the other good reasons. Just just we need money. Yeah. Sounds like the government. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, Tim, you, you had a you had a headline for us. My headline is not political. It's it's you know to bring a, a little levity to the um, show, if you will. Um, the headline reads: "Reported burglary in California was a dozen fighting raccoons." True or not? <laughs> was a dozen fighting raccoons. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's fake news. Uh, but well, let's uh, Kevin. Well, what do you think? Real news or fake news? I'm praying it's fake. <laughs> I don't know, but like you said, it's in California. Let's say it's real. All right, I have uh, a feeling it's real, too. We've got uh, animals that have more rights, and they're trying to scrounge any bit of food they can get. All right, well, Tim, I'm, from, I'm from Florida, and Florida gets picked on. Uh, um, we... Are used to seeing Florida man has done X, Y, Z. So, yes, this came out of California, and it is indeed true. Quote, although mentally prepared to take action for an in-progress felony, the crime-fighting duo was surprised, referring to the police officers, were surprised to find approximately one dozen raccoons in a physical altercation, police said in a Facebook post. When challenged, all but one fled West Brown. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I've got a headline for you, Mr. Wilson. Great. Let's let's hear it. Governor Kemp, will your 30 pieces of silver keep you from calling a special legislative session? Well, that's that that's the headline. Uh yeah, I believe that is a real headline. Uh Yeah, so yeah, I mean maybe maybe it is. How about you, Kevin? That is a good one. Uh, I'm going to say it's got to be fake because this is the Bible Belt. They would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> unless, it, unless it's a Babylon Bee headline, which, you know, could be. How about you, Tim? You know, I'm, I'm going to go with it's true. It's, it, it sounds like Georgia. <laughs> I found this on CD, CD Media, and that's their headline. No. <laughs> Yeah. And right. it's a and sad shape of when we've got politicians lining their pockets 
What do we need to have a revolution? Do we bring back the motto of Henry Clay, give me liberty or give me death? Amen. I don't know. You guys, I, I don't I don't know that much about Georgia politics. That's why I brought all you in. So, you know, so I don't know much about what's going on with Governor Kemp and whatever. Um, you know, we, we just got Governor Cuomo, his majesty, to, to deal with up here. And, <laughs> oh, goodness, it's we, we got our own challenges to deal with. You got your hands full. Yeah, we sure do. What, what's wrong with him? He cares about his citizens. He just wants to control. He just wants to control you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and he's so good at it. He won an Emmy. Did you guys hear that one? No. Yeah, yeah. That is that is not fake news. He he actually won an Emmy. His 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 performance in in showing that he cared about people was just such great acting that the uh, that decided to award him for his performance. No, but he, but but really, daytime Emmy for a newscom. People love that stuff. I, I'm not even going to lie. Those uh, um, sit downs. Fire by uh, fireside chats of you will, were quite entertaining, especially when he told people it's okay to visit the parks, uh, um, and then shortly thereafter um, lock down the state. So I, I I I understand why he received an Emmy. That was great acting on his part. Yeah, there, there's no reason to expect consistency or logic in these press conferences. Uh, just uh, that that's that's far too much to expect. All right, so. We are running out of time, though, so I want to give everyone a chance to, uh, to to plug the show. And if you guys have any other social media outlets that you want us to follow on, Kevin, we'll start with you. Where where can people find the, the show and, and any other stuff? Well, they can find us in the Rochester area tomorrow night, which is the, for every first Saturday night, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, the Liberty Show with Kevin Fortune. You can also find us on all of the uh, podcasting platforms, YouTube, um, you can uh, anchor Spotify, Apple, Google. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. But to connect with all of it, just go to www.thelibertyshow.us, and all the information is right there. Right on. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, Tim, you got anything to promote? Uh, just liberty in general. I implore people to to who 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 consider themselves liberty minded that. If you're liberty-minded, you have to be liberty-minded. Uh, um, even in the bad times, we find ourselves, unfortunately, in bad times. Stick to liberty. Uh, great Thank message, David, real quick. You got anything? I enjoyed the show, Mr. Wilson. When can we listen to you? Is your show every Friday? Yeah, we are five days a week, noon to one on WYSL, and then rebroadcasting WENY and WACK. And, of course, we're on Facebook and we're on podcast. But thanks again for joining us here on Radio Free New York. It's wonderful having you. We'll be back Monday, same time. Talk to you then.